0: As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil
1: that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side beyond the void.
0: That's right, it's episode 330, we're almost at our 333 episode, which is the mark of the cheese, that's what I call it anyway. (laughs) There's no rhyme or reason for it, just go with it, let it cheese you up in your body and stuff, even if you're (laughs) allergic to cheese. Summer's heating up, and we're uh, going subterranean. That's right, we got movies this week about subways, and the awful people that live in them, (laughs) I guess, right? I guess. <laughs> we, got, uh, we got Creep from 2004. It's a British film.
1: And End of the Line from 2007.
0: And that is a Canadian film. So two movies with crazy things in the subways. Now, you may be asking yourself, well, why did you pick subways this week? I'm not Quite sure why the fuck we did subways this week. <laughs> but uh especially considering this month is Pride Month! <laughs> Happy
1: Pride Yay. Month, everybody!
0: Hope everybody is safe out there. This year seems a little darker than most of the a years. A little
1: intense.
0: Yeah, now that everybody's scared of rainbows and things, you know, like You'd think that they're, like, actually scared of something horrific that they saw at Target. You know, like, <laughs> they're making child gimp suits, you know, like, or something like that. <laughs> but no, they're just scared of rainbows, okay? <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say happy Pride Month out there. I hope everybody's safe. You know, uh, somebody online said it better than me, but it's almost like, you know, yes, celebrate Pride, but also remember that while you're out there, it is pretty dangerous out there for a lot of people who are in the queer community and uh, the LGBTQIA+. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I've been seeing some pretty interesting stuff out there, and I want to wish all of our friends and our listeners a very happy Pride Month. So we do support it, and we thank you, and we're not afraid to say it. Fuck all of you who don't agree. It's just, you know, we got a lot of friends. That are uh, yep, big family. Yeah, a lot of family too. Yeah, I grew up with this my entire life. And guess what, guys? I'm straight. You can't just wave a flag over somebody and make them gay. <laughs> All right? It's not contagious, it's just part of growing up.
1: Okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, but we're thinking about picking some. Uh, You know, some friendly, some queer friendly movies that we can watch that, uh, you know, maybe like Udo Kier movies or something like that. Or if you have any
1: suggestions. If you guys
0: have suggestions, please let us know. We would be more than honored to have, uh, you know, picks that maybe I've not even heard of or something like that. Like I thought about knife and heart, knife plus heart um as one of the movies it's a very uh it's like a slasher movie that is done queer friendly we've there's a ton of movies really out there that a lot of people don't know but I would really like to grab some ones that you know be interesting to talk about I guess Uh uh-huh so if you have any suggestions please let us know we do have a few ourselves obviously so we can pick from those or we can ask you guys but I will try to put up like a poll or something like that and see if Maybe you guys have some suggestions or whatever that you would like us to do, but yeah. So, Christina, how are you doing this week? What's going on with you?
1: I'm good. I got done with my jury duty. Oh, yeah. That lasted about two weeks. It was an experience. (laughs) An experience that i never want to experience again. Oh,
0: please do tell.
1: So, the trial was a child pornography trial.
0: Oh, wonderful.
1: So uncomfortable because we had to see pictures and stuff because you know you have, Did you have to... to watch videos no they, they had no video oh, he, he didn't have it. so it there was 10 counts
0: not that pictures are any better but i'm just saying no, at least they it's were not
1: they there was 10 pictures there was 10 counts against them yes. um it's it is kind of interesting in terms of like in in 2018 this it engineer brought his personal laptop to his supervisor to have software put on it so he could work while he was on vacation right and and that's big mistake how, yeah and of course you know when you have any company you know licenses yes. or you know they put a tracking thing on there so that's how they probably they made caught. him
0: sign something too
1: yeah probably yeah but that so the supervisor had to like be a witness, and it was it was just interesting, and it was also interesting because it happened down the street.
0: Well, they do the tracking software now because they want to make sure that you're working. They've
1: always done tracking software though. That's when what you I'd work understand. from home. Yeah, but no, no. Even when I worked in the building, there was always tracking software on my computer. Yeah, okay, because they want to make sure you're not going it, and usually websites are blocked and stuff. Right. And they always want to make sure you're working when you're supposed to be working, yeah. and what, and you're not just sitting there. But anyway, that's how he was. He you know, whatever got caught. And I just, I never want to have to go through that again. Of course it was, it was, and thank God, like it was unanimously guilty. We all, all 12 of us.
0: Did they try to turn it political? Anybody at any moment? No,
1: no, nobody. And you could tell it, there was every single person there was from one part, of the aisle to the other, it was it right. was a good range of people. It was
0: nice to see people working together for a change.
1: Well, yeah, it, and the evidence was there. And it's also funny because they, you know, of course they told us like not to Google him, and blah blah blah. So of course I Googled him like after you know the trial was over. I Google right, him that's and, right. Oh my god! So not only did they find all this child pornography in the house when they did the search warrant, they also found two hundred like illegal weapons. What and firearms? Yeah,
0: two hundred illegal. Two hundred,
1: and they showed pictures like in the news article. It showed pictures of the firearms, which was not included in the trial. It's probably a separate trial. What
0: the but fuck?
1: I know. Did I they, like, why did the they show
0: pictures of it?
1: Yeah, the news article showed pictures was of. it. Was there
0: anything in there like any wall of crazy or anything? No. Like you know what I mean? Like, no,
1: it was a. Cl- inside
0: the gun cabinet is a bunch of like no. crying children or some. Weird it was shit. like
1: no, it was like organized like. Like right. the, you could tell, I don't know. He might have been a collector or something. I don't know, but I just think that's a a illegal? massive amount of weapons to own.
0: How do you get that many illegal weapons to begin with?
1: I don't know how or do they, you. They get must have the been like. <laughs> they must
0: have been like automatic. He turned them into automatic weapons. Yeah, or something I think like that's that. what it was.
1: Like he illegally.
0: Uh, yeah. Doc- uh, yeah,
1: doctor. You can or- get
0: like pieces sent to you, or or. Uh, manufactured or something right. like that. But
1: what? But like me, it's like you're in the middle of Tempe, Arizona. Like what? What? If you're out in the rural area, like I understand, because like like that's where a lot of the people like have their.
0: Sounds like he had a dose of fear but... about the world. I wonder which side of the aisle I... he is on. <laughs>
1: Alex, stop.
0: <laughs>
1: Not everything's political.
0: Yeah, but then somebody will say, yeah, but they were
1: illegal. See?
0: You can't just destroy them and they go away.
1: <laughs> anyway, I never want to do that again. And I will try to get out of it next time. And for those of <sighs> you who always are like, well, why did you try to get out of it this time? Well, it's because I, this is just, you know, something you're supposed to do. Like this, you live in this society and you have to do these things sometimes.
0: Right, well, she got paid to do it or she wouldn't have done it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I got paid a whopping 12 bucks a day, 62 cents a mile.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and her boss or her company paid for three-fourths of the... Yeah,
1: my company paid me my full days.
0: Well, three fourths of your full days. So three. Quarters. Well, yeah, but
1: I still, you know, got my forty. You know. Whatever. Whatever. I know. I still had to work while I was doing it, but you know, whatever. Yeah,
0: she had to work like seven days that week. Because... Yeah,
1: so it was like two weeks straight. Oh, like yeah. I was, you know, I was doing shit, and then I had to drive, and then I had just to, I had pictures, to leave the house, and.
0: Like seeing the pictures and everything like that is just.
1: I know, and it was disturbing. I didn't even tell you, like. <laughs> about that.
0: I don't want to know and about that. And I don't
1: want to tell... It was...
0: Okay. No, I don't, it I don't want... Just, this is, oh, I'm not
1: going to say This is anything. not your I'm Monday kidding? morning
0: conversation, Christina, and everybody wants to hear about what was going on in the pictures here. A
1: date was on one of the pictures, though, which which all of us jury members found interesting. A date? Yeah, a date. Like, remember when you would have the disposable cameras and the, the date was on, like, the side? Uh-huh. And one of them was from 1993. Ugh. So it had been in... Cir- and the, one of the detectives was like, "Yes, yeah, some of these photos have been, like, in circulation. For, like, a long-ass time,
0: Ugh, which is disgusting. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Well, in more positive but news, anyway. but closer to hell, like, this guy's going. Uh <laughs> what? Or, or are we in hell? Like, Diablo 4, by the way, I've been playing that this week. A little unhappier news. Yeah, uh, Diablo 4. I'm a rogue, four. and he doesn't touch children. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Uh, it's just hard to shake out of your brain, you know? Like... I don't even want to think about that kind of shit, dude. But yeah, I've been playing Diablo 4. So for all you guys out there that have been playing early because you got the pre-order copy, the digital deluxe, or the uh, the the big big boy one, because Christina, she got that for me for my birthday. Happy birthday! Yeah. So I've been playing the past two nights. I've been good about it. I haven't been like obsessive about it. I played eight hours the first night.
1: I haven't been obsessive about it. I mean, it. It's a, that's, you know, that's, yeah, a, that's It's a, like a work
0: day. That's a regular working... <laughs> that's a regular gaming session. That's a serious gaming session. And then the next night I played... I to sleep. I played four hours the next night. Actually, no, I played five because you went to bed at like... Eight ish, mm-hmm. and then I played until about one fifteen last night. So, oh okay, yeah.
1: And you're gonna play tonight?
0: I'm a level thirty. I'm a rogue. I didn't like the character, by the way. He wasn't that good. I was like, ah, this sucks. And then I switched up because you can change all your like special moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I switched it to a poison mix. So I throw this little trap down on the ground, and it knocks all these idiots over, and then they like decay because the oil it's like burning and melting them and then i just shoot them with a bunch of fucking like ninja darts you know
1: <laughs> oh, okay yeah
0: he's blind but he's a he's a master at his art and his craft he's a level 30 master <laughs> you're like what the fuck are you talking about i don't know Anyway, there's, like, five different classes you can play. You can play Necromancer, you can play Barbarian, you can play Sorcerer, you can play Rogue, and you can play Druid. I want to play Druid again. I did play Druid last. Uh, He's the one that can summon into, like, creatures. Okay. He can change into a werebear.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: It's cool. (laughs) It's it's good. Hey,
0: man, I'm enjoying it. It's, It's nice to play a game, you know. And I haven't been streaming, guys, so it's been like, you know, I've just been getting in the mode, in the zone. Uh, And then occasionally I'll do my narcoleptic thing and I get pissed at myself. I'm like, no! And I just start (laughs) taking daddy's magic pills over here. (laughs) It's nothing magic. It's just called stay awake. (laughs) by Equate. (laughs) This episode has been brought to you by... No, I'm just kidding.
1: Caffeine pills.
0: (laughs) Hey, life sucks. You probably have stage two diabetes. (laughs) It's not narcolepsy at all.
1: Anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse Shots!
0: All right, guys. So we decided to pick the movie Creep from 2004. Now, Christina thought I was going to pick End of the Line because I have the actual physical Blu-ray of that movie. And it probably would have been a good idea for the picture and everything like that. But I came across uh, some of the ingredients that mirror some of the the, the elements in the movie. Uh, One being that there is a doctor involved. It's a subtext that you don't really catch on to in the movie Creep. And two, one of the things that they find down there is got a crazy coconut head looking motherfucker that's like, uh, yeah, his head's a little misshapen. So we're calling this one a Subterranean Soda. And where do you get an idea like that, Alex? Well, there's a couple of things that happened. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> one, I went to TikTok and uh, there was this soda place that was like, this is one of our favorite ingredients and this is how you make it. And I was like, hey, I can make that really easy. And uh, I decided to change one of the ingredients for a coconut flavored alcohol. It,
1: yeah. Instead of c- a coconut pumps. Uh, syrup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I put coconut. 99 coconut. Yeah, you got it. So what's in a subterranean soda? All you have to do is go to Long... No, I'm just kidding. So what is in a subterranean soda based off the movie 2004's Creep. Wow. And not that Creep. Not the Creep where the guy's like weird, all right? It's a Creep. Different Creep movie, by the way.
1: This is a Subway Creep. It's a
0: Subway Creep, okay? There's other Creep movies. You're going to have to chill out.
1: I'm a Creep. So
0: I'm reprimanding them. Oh, so let me finish. But
1: I'm a creep.
0: You sit there and you listen and you uh, listen no good. No. Uh, oh, you're doing that cuz someone <laughs> wrote that on the fucking post. What po- I don't know what
1: you're talking about. Someone
0: said if you don't say something about Radiohead I'm going to be upset. Oh,
1: I didn't know that.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, uh, I mean how
1: could you not sing Radiohead with a name like Creep?
0: <laughs> okay, like, all Jesus right. Jesus
1: Christ.
0: Anyway, so what's in a subterranean soda? Well, it's not a shot. It's a it's a glass, like a whiskey glass, you're going to fill it up about just a little over half. So like I would say three fourths, which is fine. And then you're going to take a half a shot of 99 coconut and pour it into the Dr. Pepper and stir it up. And then the last ingredient is just straight up half and half or cream of your choice, I guess. Thicker, the better. But you put it in there. Yes, you, you don't have to stir it technically. Uh, after that, that's why you stir in the the coconut first, and then we're gonna try right now.
1: Here we go. I like it. I really like Dr. Pepper though. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's
0: like uh, a cherry coconut. God, I think
1: it needs more coconut though.
0: You know, I didn't want to put too much because the 99 uh, strong. brand is strong. Yeah, but... If I would have put a full shot of 99, it would have been...
1: Yeah, party time.
0: Yeah, it would have been strong.
1: It's good, though.
0: Yeah, we put a little ice in there because it's, it's nice that way. But yeah, it tastes really good. Yeah. I like it. Good choice. It's like a cherry cream soda or something like that. Yeah. You know? But yeah, if you would like to try a subterranean soda, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're headed on down to the subway. Don't forget your tickets and grab all your items because it's time to take the... As we get into our flesh and potatoes of Creep from 2004
1: and End of the Line from 2007.
0: And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. now. And Christina did the work on this one. Why don't you go ahead and kick it off?
1: So, Creep was released January 28th of 2005. You can watch it on Tubi. It is on Tubi. Trapped in a London subway station, a woman who's being pursued by a potential attacker heads into the unknown labyrinth of tunnels beneath the city streets
0: of the London Underground.
1: Ba ba ba. A tagline: Evil dwells underground. <laughs> the so original.
0: <laughs> why well, doesn't so we're safe upstairs I guess you know
1: I guess uh, written and directed by Christopher Smith mm. he's also done Triangle from 2009 Severance from 2006 not the show we watched it from 2006 we did
0: yeah it was the one about those guys that went to the getaway out in the forest with their friends and then they shot the rocket at the fucking thing at uh, the plane
1: I don't remember
0: we just did it like a month ago <laughs> we did yeah. <laughs> it was a British movie where Danny, what's his name, was like smoking weed. They go, it's a, it's a work party where they do a group exercise together to try to last out in the woods. They're supposed to come together as a group and a bunch of bad shit happens. Oh, okay. So the bunch of people attack them and shit. And it's like down to the girl or whatever.
1: Right. I remember.
0: Yeah. Like it was like, yeah. Anyway. Okay. And But I love, one of my favorite movies by him is the Triangle movie. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie.
1: Uh huh. It's where
0: they find a cruise ship in the middle of the fucking ocean by the the Bermuda Triangle.
1: Oh, and it's empty.
0: And it's it's like a loopy movie. It's like one of those meta loopy movies.
1: Right, I remember it.
0: Where time's all over the fucking place and mm-hmm. shit. It's fucking great. Mhm. Anyway,
1: uh, he also did Black Death from twenty ten.
0: Another great movie. It's slow as fuck, but it is damn well acted.
1: And we have a uh, Franca Potenti who plays Kate. She was in Anatomy from 2000, Blow from 2001, Run Lola Run from 08, uh, Born Identity, and she was also in The Conjuring 2.
0: Oh, okay. Which
1: makes sense. We have Jeremy Sheffield. Yeah,
0: Run Lola Run. She was Lola.
1: Yeah, she was Lola.
0: Yeah.
1: We also have Jeremy Sheffield, who plays Guy. He's done the TV show Holly Oaks. He was in The Wedding Date from 05. He mm. was also in the Merlin TV show. Wow. Uh. And he was a dancer in the music video for Queens, I Want to Break Free, which I think was from like 82.
0: Huh. You know, I think that Merlin TV show, too, is the one with uh, Sam Neill. Yeah. What Sam Neill? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he was in that show. I think so, too. Anyway.
1: Paul Rattray, who plays Jimmy, uh, he was in Game of Thrones, Enigma, and Max from 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Kelly Scott, who plays Mandy, was in Atonement from 07, The Angels' Share from 2012. We have an estimated budget of five million pounds, and I have a gross dollar amount of seven million dollars.
0: Hmm. I wonder, half. so that's probably like ten million dollars or something like that?
1: I thought pounds and dollars right now, they're yeah, almost half. the same. It's like,
0: well, yeah, back then, though. I'm talking about 2004. Oh, then it was half? Yeah, somewhere oh guys, around there. Oh. Anyway.
1: Anyway, Alex, what did you think of this film?
0: Well, this is a movie that I have seen before, as I've mentioned, uh, possibly mentioned. I don't remember if I said it in the last episode or not, but I have seen this before quite a while ago. And uh, I think when it was first come out or something like that, I think I was living with my roommates at the time, uh, Sev. But yeah, it's uh, it was one of those ones that kind of like, I remember not being so bad. Like it was a very straightforward idea, and I remember thinking, "Oh, hey, you know, this wouldn't be a bad one to rewatch again." You know, considering all these other subway movies that are, mm, you know, but I remembered it being better than the fucking Midnight Meat Train, and now I'm starting to remember it a little differently. I think I like the Midnight <laughs> Meat Train More. a much, much better than than this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it is it is a pretty solid idea, I think, especially for its time. It is a before the descent it is also before uh, the midnight meat train although clive barker did write that short uh long before that movie came out by the way because oh. it was in the splatterpunk novels uh the midnight meat train one uh but it you know it's a interesting concept about these this girl gets trapped in the subway system, and then there's something lurking down there. I don't want to say much more than that. There is a subtext going on with a doctor and this other stuff, and she meets all these other people that are in the subway.
1: A subway doctor. Yeah,
0: because yeah, there's, there's so many. Uh, <laughs>
1: but, you know, it's got some
0: decent gore in it. Nothing too amazing. There's, uh, you know, it's, it's there. I think the concept's a decent idea, but it really just kind of feels kind of average by the end of it. For me, uh, it's not it's above average in some of the aspects that it has story wise, not a very detailed or intriguing story necessarily. Like it just kind of feels like it's happening and you're just supposed to accept it, which I'm okay with with some movies, especially nowadays, but with how old this one is, and, you know, I don't know. I feel like because we've, you know, we've been on this spin of, like, so many intricate fucking horror movies recently, so it's nice to to watch movies like this that are just very simple, and it doesn't explain everything, and you just kind of experience it, but for some reason, I just feel like there should have been more than more, uh, of the things down there. Right. Um, you know, it it is interesting to think about it the way that it is. I'm sure for its time, it was pretty interesting for someone to watch a movie like that but i feel like if they would have gone a little bit more of the descent route and had many of these things it would have been a much better film overall um especially looking at the budget that they had for this mm-hmm. i feel like it kind of i mean no offense i'm not trying to sound like i know what i'm fucking talking about all the time but it seems like they had a lot more money to do what they did and i feel like they could have done more with that money
1: mm-hmm.
0: honestly Now, this was a British-German production. That's why they had Lola in there, you know, from Run Lola.
1: Oh, because she's German.
0: Because she's German, yeah, she is German. They even talk about that. She's like a, you know, she just got her citizenship or something like that in the movie. You know, she's a good actress. I'm not saying anything about that. I've seen her in many other things. But yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah, she was Lola." It's like mm-hmm. that's why I recognized her, but I didn't see the red hair, so I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and I always remember that uh, that soundtrack of Lola, run yeah, Lola run, because yeah. everybody had it. Yeah. At the time. Right. Because this was like when techno and stuff was like electronic coming out. Electronic music. Yeah, electronic music was really big at that time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wish I was a that, 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 that. <laughs> Yeah. It was like, uh, what was it? Chemical Brothers were big at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, it was the one with the, uh brother's going to work it out. You remember that? You <laughs> yes. Remember that? <laughs> Uh, I think that was exactly around the time. It was around 2000 or so. But anyway, you know, the the music was kind of hot for that kind of thing. There was, like, a lot of, like, a new metal and shit like that. And uh, even uh, Sublime was kind of big around then still. Mm-hmm. I think he died just before that 2004, though. But anyway uh it's uh not the greatest movie there is some gore there is some suspense there is some uh adventure and things going on in it but it just really didn't do that much for me to be honest with you i really didn't feel that suspended like i didn't feel i don't know and it it, it doesn't necessarily need to be that suspenseful but if it didn't feel suspenseful and there's not much to the story there's really not that much to really grab onto. The one saving grace I will say about this movie is it does flow pretty fast. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so it's yeah. not a hard watch, uh, but it's just not anything extra special, you know. For a big budget film, a fairly decent budget film. This isn't a the smallest and it's not the largest, but um, I, I really feel like they could have done a lot more. I'm somewhere around a six for this movie, like... Maybe even lower just because it didn't do that much for me. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: would almost rather watch the next movie that we're going to talk about who did a lot more on a lot less. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I love Triangle. I think that's a great movie. This one is... Probably a stepping stone movie in his career in a way. Mm-hmm. Even though it is an interesting idea to think that something's living under the sewer or in the subway system mm-hmm. that you've just forgotten about, you know. It's kind of creepy and interesting, but for me, it just didn't scare me or suspend me or anything. So, Christina, what did you think? Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so, something I was, like, conflicted about is... I liked how they made the main character an asshole. Like, she was not a good person. Right. But then they they put her in a situation where she gets assaulted, which is cringy. She kind of
0: floats on both sides of the fence, though.
1: Yeah, which is, it's weird. So I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know how to feel about this. But
0: Her character is dynamic.
1: Yeah, yeah, re- really is.
0: Like she's she's a good character. She's doing uh, first of all, she's a good actress. She's a
1: good actress,
0: and the character the is character... well written. She's the only well written character other than one of the other guys.
1: Yeah, the but yeah, the character is very conflicting because you know she's a real asshole. But you know, and then all this stuff's happening, and she's she's teetering on like I should help people or run. Like it's it's you know it's very conflicting. Like I said, um, yes, because she's one the, of those.
0: Um, I don't know what the word is out there, out in England, but she's, I don't want to say debutante, but she's a fashionista sort of girl, right? Where they like-
1: A socialite.
0: A socialite. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. That's a, that's a good word. I just couldn't think of the word.
1: Right. I was like, eh, I wouldn't call it say fashionista. But anyway. Yeah. But like you're saying, it was paced really well. Like the beginning was like, bam, bam, bam. And I'm glad I like shit just started happening. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of like lured you in. And then, you know, they kind of explain like why she went down, like why she was getting on the subway and shit. Um,
0: well, she went. That's the thing is she goes. She's what was the beginning? She was supposed to meet up with her friend to go meet George Clooney.
1: Yeah. But the friend left without her. Right. So then she went. She had to get on the subway to go meet her friend.
0: Her friend outsmarted her in their game off. of of uh, shallow. Oh. She beat her in the shallow game. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just, there's things I'm thinking of while you're saying that, that I should have mentioned. But anyway.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, like, yeah, the beginning was really well paced. And there was, you know, all this stuff was happening. Something I also thought was interesting. It was filmed in that color scheme of the time where it was the yellows and the greens like the oversaturation. Right. You know, which is really popular in music videos back then in the early 2000s. Oh, like
0: Chris Cunningham videos?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh the storytelling towards the end got a little weird for me because they were like trying to explain the origins of this thing that's in the subway, like as like the characters were trying to escape the subway. Right. And it didn't they didn't really pull it off like that well, I thought. It like came across all wrong. It was just like forced. You know, they could have just left it and just could have had the, the guy. I would think it's you know? thoughtful.
0: It just wasn't enough for
1: me. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't enough to the point where you didn't need it.
0: It's nice that they didn't just dole it out like a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? To us. Because, like, it's not like trying to treat you like an idiot. Yeah,
1: but still, I don't think it was needed. It, it would have been a little bit more if, like, you they just left it like how it is. Because the characters... Like they don't like. If I was in a situation like that, I wouldn't give a shit. Like that, there was you know. I won't spoil anything, but I wouldn't give a shit. Like I just would want to get out of there. Would try to like to solve the mystery. <laughs> like stupid. Scooby Doo. <laughs> but I just thought it fell apart at the end. But I mean, it was just okay. I would give it a four. I wouldn't really watch it again. I don't think.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm more. Of, I'm. I'm leaning a five point five for me. I think it's. It's. It's good. I don't think it, you can't like mark a movie, for me, lower than average when uh, the movie does well at just being a regular straightforward film. Well, I can. I, I, I kind of <laughs> lean on the acting and then the what they have in it. And I thought she was a really good actress.
1: What did you think of the way the creature looked?
0: Um, It was okay. I think they shined too much light on it.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: I think it just felt like I was too... Instead of it just kind of happening in between and, like, it was just kind of out in the open and it just didn't work for me.
1: Right, because they or, were trying to show, like, his side of, of certain situations, too. And I was like, no, I don't give a shit.
0: Right, exactly. They should have just kept that all in the shadows.
1: Yeah, they should have kept it all in the people who were, uh, the subway people who were trying to escape.
0: Right. And it, it w- that was infinitely more scary to me. Whereas, you know, like, something like the movie, um, what was that Spanish movie that I love so much? <laughs> Terrified. Uh-huh. Where they have the boy in the room.
1: Oh, right. That right. was terrifying. That was terrifying because it was terrified. That
0: is masterclass level, putting it out in light. You know, this just didn't have that. It's not that he's not a good director. I think, I think the lion's share of his work is actually really good.
1: Oh yeah, I do too.
0: Um, but I just this is a
1: stepping stone, like you said. Yeah, this
0: just doesn't feel like a completed. Uh... It's a it's an idea that he got funding based on you know his talent, obviously. But it just for me was not the one that I think you should watch. But yeah, that's fine. So we, we gave it basically a 4.75 between the two of us. Mm-hmm. So just below average for the two of us. Uh, so it, it is up on Tubi though. So if you want to watch it on free, I don't think it's a bad watch. Uh, if you're just looking for some subway movies, watch that. It's not a bad one.
1: <laughs> yes, because everyone is always on the watch out for a subway movie. <laughs> hey, man,
0: you know, when we come together with these ideas for what we're going to pair them with, you know, that's what people do when they watch movies, you know?
1: Yeah, $5 foot long.
0: I think that's why I think to me, like watching two movies in a setting is is better than like three. Like watching three movies is a little too much. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh We do have some trivia on this. It's not a whole lot, but it is interesting little tidbits on the movie and kind of what happened on here. But if you don't want anything spoiled, obviously go check it out on Tubi. See for yourself what you think of it. I think there's going to be some people that are going to actually really like it um, because I see a lot of people that are speaking about it kind of favorably. Um... But for me, maybe it's just uh, I've seen too many other movies since then, and it's mm-hmm. it's changed for me since I last saw it, because I remember it being at least a six,
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe even a seven. I, I And that was back in 2004. Right. So, um, but yeah, check it out for yourself. See what you think. Let us know. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So Sean Harris is the guy that played Craig, the creature, the man, the deformed oddity living in the fucking subway and he is a method actor and he did not of course want to socialize with anyone throughout the entire shoot as to keep the suspense and you know too bad all the lights were on and it didn't really <laughs> matter anyway <laughs> it sounds mean he's an actually a really good actor i've seen him in a lot of other stuff uh, you wouldn't recognize him because of all the makeup he had on his head because he has, like, this weird malformed muffin head. Yeah. And it's just, like, I don't really understand the whole thing with the doctor. Like, his dad was a doctor. There was, like, moments where he's pretending to be his father. And it's almost like, I guess he got left in the subway by his dad. And his dad was in a hurry to get to an appointment. And he just forgot <laughs> about it. And was like, you know what? It's actually a you lot just easier. You stay here. You, you,
1: yeah. you can take care of yourself. I don't have
0: to look for a babysitter anymore. He can just go live down there. You know? <laughs> anyway it took about seven hours a day to transform sean into craig the three hours to remove all the makeup at the end of the day's shooting so he was in that for a long period of time Mm -hmm. think about that for 18 hours that's crazy crazy. well at least nine hours you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's a long time (laughs) uh kelly scott didn't see sean harrison full makeup as craig until the sequence where craig operates on scott's character as a result many of scott's reactions of fear and confusion were absolutely genuine
1: mm-hmm. so wow
0: franca potente she dubbed her own voice in the german version as well that's cool because you she know she speaks german she speaks german yeah and they did this song to lola run lola run while she did it <laughs> she does a lot of running in this movie it's probably the way it picked her <laughs> we're going to need you to run up and down a subway system. Sound good? What's a subway system? Well, (laughs) welcome to England. The Sharing Cross Station, where a large part of the movie was set, is actually a disused platform on the Jubilee line. It was closed in 1999, but it is often used by a film and television makers requiring a modern underground station location, which probably costs a lot of money to to do because they probably have to have like safety and people there, Mm -hmm. you know, because it is an old abandoned tunnel. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I always wonder how they do that in movies, like how they film in subways, because they're like, it's like stopping airlines from going. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Right. Like, Like, how do you do
1: that? Well, I remember when we, we were in Phoenix, when they were building the loops, uh, oh. they filmed a bunch of movies, like, right when they finished it, before they opened it, they filmed a whole bunch of big budget movies on those freeways.
0: That's right. I remember yeah, we had remember. a big... Sp- spree of those for a little yeah. while because Arizona used to be one of the cheaper places to do it and then they were like, hey, we should charge more! And then they all left mm-hmm. and they never came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Way to go! Anyway, uh, Christopher Smith, the director, he uh, he's a big horror fan, so he grew up on horror. He grew up in the 80s. He loved watching a lot of horror movies. He said that he would when he was a child sneak down to watch like old 60s movies like Curse of the Werewolf, which we just... We did an episode on, mm-hmm. uh, he said it scared him when he was a little boy, but huh. he said he would just watch, you know, like three movies at a time when he was a kid, um, you know, to, to a lot of these slasher movies and stuff uh. and he just loved them. And so he wanted to make his own, I guess, slasher in this movie. Um, but I don't really, I didn't really get that from this one at that much. It's a, it's a little different. Um, they did have him stab somebody and eat the flesh which was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but he never did that again, and it didn't make any sense. But he said that was a big influence. He said it was it was very important to him to have very strong actors in his films in order to sell the movie. Right. So, uh, which is interesting because in the next movie we're going to talk about, the guy was talking about that specific thing because, and I'll just make a brief, key his films that he had shot before weren't with a union, so they weren't with like paid, like,
1: right actors, like,
0: you know, professional actors, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it does make a difference. And he even mentioned the um, Ari Aster's like short films mm-hmm. and how well they were acted and that he, you know, he thought that that's the way to go. Right. Is to put all your money into acting and, and, and then worry about the rest later.
1: That makes sense in a
0: short film rather than you know but anyway christopher smith really believes in that strongly and i think that's a it's a really smart move because i mean look at ari aster now he can literally make anything he wants he made Bo is afraid who the fuck would have bought that if it wasn't for hereditary and midsommar Midsomar. yeah <laughs> the, those movies would not exist right
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: that bow would Bo is not a Bo is afraid would not exist right uh, that's one of those, like, hey, I'm going to swing for the fences on this one because I can do anything I want kind of movies. Right. Just like, what was the movie that uh, Ty West, or not Ty West, um, what is Malignant is one of those movies oh, yeah. for? Yeah. He's like, I can do anything I want now because I've made 20 films or whatever that are. Right. <laughs> uh, he had that fuck you money after fucking Aquaman, I think it was. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Franca Potente said that Christopher was, she really liked him because he really respects the the material that he writes and the characters that he writes. He never tries to make a joke out of them on set or off or in the writing. And that you can tell, she was like, I can tell he's a very professional writer because of that, because of how serious he writes and thinks about each one of these characters and their dynamics. And that's what drew her to the part a lot. And she said on set, he was, you know, very, um, he was, he was specific about the way he would do things. Some people said that he was just kind of like, yeah, so this is why I want you to do it, mate, is I want you to do,
1: because
0: <laughs> they did talk to, uh, Vaz Blackwood, who was in that movie, in this movie too. He played the guy that got the shit all over him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Remember when he, he pulls it and all the shit pours down on him
1: oh right, right.
0: he was he played one of the gangsters in lock stock and two smoking barrels
1: oh
0: yeah he had the big fro in the in the movie that gets shot up in the whole room when there's like a gunfight mm-hmm. and what's his name comes with the shotguns and headbutts that dude and he's like you got something for me mate <laughs> anyway uh but yeah the, he apparently was like easy to work with for some and i guess you know he just wasn't as he was very specific about certain things, but he also was kind of brief with other people. I guess mm-hmm. Vaz Blackwood is laughing about it, but anyway, he was like, "It was just nice to have him because a lot of a lot of uh, directors can be kind of an asshole about shit." Right. So, um, but that's pretty much it for the for the extras on the uh, trivia and stuff like that. Did you kind of want to talk about some of the uh, moments in the film?
1: So when she, she got on the train. And she was alone, and then uh, the guy who was trying to flirt with her at the party ends up on the train.
0: Right. The guy that kept, she kept telling no at the party.
1: Yeah. So, then he started to, like, assault her, mm-hmm. and then the, the, the I think the subway stopped, and then the, the doors flew open, and then he just gets sucked out through the doors. Okay. Yeah. I
0: thought that was cool. Oh yeah, because the doors open because the the, uh, the, st- the the subway the train stops, stops
1: and yeah that's and the lights when he go started, out. And, yeah, yeah, and that's when he started assaulting her. And then dude, it was really the, creepy. Yeah. He's like, I
0: thought you wanted, you know, I thought that's what you wanted. Like, where where did she say that? I don't understand.
1: Well, in his head, that's yeah, what.
0: In his bottom head,
1: she said, yeah. But
0: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he uh, supposedly I guess he get when he gets hurt and then crawls across the tracks. Yeah. Apparently, he ripped out part of his spine.
1: Like, for real? In real in, life? In, in,
0: in, yes, Christina. <laughs> no, the creature in the fucking movie ripped oh, out his spine. that's
1: why he was crawling.
0: Right. And that's oh, why he died. I
1: didn't understand that. Right. I just thought he, like, bust his leg or something. They never
0: really explained it, but, of course, Christopher Smith, or what's his name? Christopher? Yeah, Christopher Smith writes a pretty detailed backstory oh, on a okay. lot of this stuff.
1: Wow. That's crazy.
0: So, yeah. Um...
1: Then she started, like, running, and then she started running to... The, she was in the terminal, so she got out, and then she started running, and then she, everything was locked, so she couldn't get out of right. the subway terminal. So she
0: hits the button to the to the train uh, security, and the guy's like, what do you want? And he's got the camera, and he sees her, like, uh, panicking. He's like, can you show me where he is? And it's like... Wait a second! You didn't see all of that on that camera just now, like them getting up on the platform and her dragging him up and talking to somebody. And you, what were you doing that whole time? Like, I I don't know. Security was sleeping, right? But how the fuck did that guy get in the room with him and then cut his throat? Like, which is pretty gnarly. The train conductor also gets his throat slashed by that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as graphic as I wanted it to be. Like no. If he would have like cut down to the neck bone and then pulled his head off or something <laughs> like that, I would have been like easy six, seven, you know.
1: I kind of liked how every time like the guy was going to show up, the creature guy was going to show up, the rats would be everywhere. Right. They would always show the rats. So I, I, thought don't that know. Was, I thought that was funny.
0: Oh, they were all swimming around in that pool of weird shit.
1: Right, and then uh, when they went, when he went after Bandy, the rest showed up too.
0: Well, she stabs him in the face at that one point when uh, he captures her and puts her in the water, and then she stabs him in the face with one of her heels that he grabs and right. left on the platform. And I thought it was in his eye, but I guess it went to the left of his eye because he was fine later on. He had his eye. <laughs> his
1: eye was fine. I was like,
0: what the fuck? Like, What's how did that happen? On? Yeah, like, how did you miss? <laughs> Um they do I like the the homeless people that he meets in the movie because it makes you wonder like why he didn't attack those people at first. Right. But I guess they were just like,
1: yeah, is they they probably were just so hidden that like he didn't know.
0: I don't know. He's been down there for so long as a child.
1: You would think
0: that there was this subterranean fucking surgery room, which makes no sense by the way. Like what are they at the bottom of a hospital? Like I don't really
1: Oh, maybe okay. So maybe they built the subway on top of parts of the city because that happens a lot yeah sure i wonder if that's what they should explain that though
0: it was in the basement obviously so they they did that but i just all the doorways were blocked up with bricks or whatever so they just kept you know but I just wondered what the, what the story is that like, was this an old hospital and he was practicing abortions for the underground? You know what I mean? Like, and you would as a woman would have to walk down the train tracks and you know what I mean? Like what, what is the story here and why was he left behind? I know. Is but he the, just another one of his dad's like forgotten abortions? Like <laughs> but
1: the other, yeah. But the other rest of the story, like, I don't even care.
0: <laughs> You're like, is he an abortion that came to life? And then he thinks that's his dad because he gave birth He's to him. He's also
1: Cletus the fetus. Yeah.
0: Why his head's all machine My mission
1: is to bring that up in every episode now.
0: <laughs> what, Cletus the Fetus? Yes. From uh, Red Christmas? Yes. That's what she's talking about. There was a really cool scene in the very beginning when the two the two uh, subway workers or sewer workers were, like, you see that girl with her eye all fucked up. Like, you see her later. She's, like, hanging from a chain or something like that. hmm But, like, you see her, like, scream and reach out for help.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: I thought that was a really cool scene, like the way it looked.
1: Uh Uh-huh. It
0: kind of like made you believe like, what's going on down there? But then when you find out, you're like, oh, it's Craig.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) It's misshapen Craig.
1: Yeah. Up to no good again. Yeah,
0: eating people's faces and shit. I don't know what the fuck he's doing down there. There was that scene where the girl, she had given birth or something. She was on like the stirrups or whatever, like she was giving birth. Oh, no. The homeless girl. He
1: was torturing her privates. Ugh. Remember, because he came back and uh, they were like watching in the background and he pulls out one of these swords, one of these saws. He pulls out a bone saw and he shoves it. Oh, that's right. Remember, he shoves it right up her. The they die they die. don't
0: show it, but they just show him like jamming.
1: Getting it. to that point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like you. So the camera's backed up. So it's you can't like see. It's not an up close right. shot. Right. Not that they needed it, I'm just saying.
1: And what was weird about that scene before he did that is he like, he went and like pretend washed his hands and then he pretend scrubbed up and then he pretend to give her gas to like put her into anesthesia or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird.
0: It's like he's like pretending to be his dad.
1: He's pretending to be a surgeon.
0: Yeah. He clearly pretended to get his license because that was terrible surgery. (laughs) You're going to get in trouble for jamming a knife into someone's crotch like that.
1: Hey, you know what? He's gone this far. People go missing every day.
0: <laughs> Why would he eat the rats? You know what I mean? Like, I, that would have been my first fucking thought. Because there's,
1: maybe he was sick of rats and he liked human flesh. He upgraded. Yeah. Yeah, he upgraded. What do they
0: call it? Long pig? Long pig is what the Asian people call cannibals who eat human meat because it tastes like pig.
1: Ew. She, I wouldn't know. it's called
0: long pig. It's
1: weird. <laughs> I
0: forget where I saw that in it was in some fucking thing I saw recently. Anyway, oh, that's right cuz like the the one of the subway guys and her try to get on the train again and then he falls back on that long spiky thing that's on the door frame.
1: Who does Craig? Uh,
0: no, the can't think of his name. George. George. Yeah, George is like he gets speared on the back. And then the oh, and yeah, then yeah. Craig shows up. He's like, "Hey, it's Craig!
1: Time to run the train." He's
0: like, "I got, I got, what is that? I'm old, Craig.
1: <laughs> it's old, Craig."
0: Anyway, it's from the uh, it's from the Mighty Boosh. Anyway, no idea. I I hate you a lot, for you. I never mind, old oh, Greg. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he gets spiked, and then she attacks him or something like that, but George is not dead, and he, like... I don't remember, but there was, like, a tussle on the ground, right? He's being del- held down by George, and George, uh, George's head... It-
1: George beat the fuck out of Craig.
0: Yeah. What happened there?
1: But not enough to, you know... Um- to kill him and George has him pinned down and George is like kill him get ready to, to kill him and of course she fucking hesitates because she's goddamn
0: and that's how he dies fucking,
1: yeah and then yeah that's how George dies then George dies now this part at the end was interesting because uh Kate starts running and then uh oh and the then Kate bashes his head with a crowbar, right? But there's a chain attached to the crowbar or something?
0: Yeah, she hooks him around the like on the shoulder or something like that in the neck. And then throws the chain across the tracks and then the train comes. And rips out his throat.
1: Yeah, it was weird. I,
0: that was a weird, like, yeah. like what was she trying to do? Like home aloning him or something like that? Like, I
1: guess. I mean, it worked. I, I guess. thought. I
0: thought because they were talking about he because she was like talking to the homeless guy Jim or whatever. He was like, she was like, which one of these tracks should I not touch? He was like, well, I think that one. Yeah, just don't touch the tracks. <laughs> and I thought that's what she was doing—is throwing yeah. the electric the chain.
1: Yeah. On, on the, the electricity. track. Yeah,
0: like. But I guess the train doesn't... They don't electrify the tracks all the time, I guess, that much.
1: I thought it was only when the train's, like, going maybe, by. Maybe,
0: maybe. I don't know. Because they say that on one of the trains or something. like, we're getting the trains, uh, the, the electricity through the trains or something like that again. Remember the train conductor says that?
1: Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the...
0: It was in oh, it was in another movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're so similar. These movies have a very similar beginning. Yeah,
1: they have a similar beginning. It's really
0: wild. Like, there's a rapey dude in both of these movies. Yeah, crazy. Um, I guess that's just a thing that I think women... I think that's like kind of a stereotype in the in the subways, right? Is like getting raped in the subway.
1: Yeah, or mugged. So, right, and I think that's yeah. just kind of
0: like why that's that happened is the the coincidence happened mm-hmm. is that they're you know trying to it's feed into trope. fears, yeah, yeah. trying to feed into fears of women in particular that are going out in the subways. And it's like who wants to take the subway at midnight, you know, when you could get raped, you know, like it's like no, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that.
1: <laughs> so,
0: but uh. She like waddles up to the train stop and leans against the wall and that dog from earlier from the homeless people appears (laughs) and jumps in her lap while a couple of men in suits appear and one of them gives her a a shilling
1: like she's a like she's a baker.
0: Yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting because like, you know, she
1: laughs. It was like
0: almost like a social commentary on like, what's the difference between you and that guy is really not much. There's not much holding you together kind of like it we're all like one literal fucking medical emergency away from being homeless yep,
1: you're one yeah in america event, event away yeah
0: and that's why it's so fucked up when people like make fun of homeless people and like don't care is that like literally you are that close to, to being, being homeless there. yeah with those people and you just have no idea <laughs> that's why i have so much respect you know, yeah, obviously people are fucked up in the in the sewers and, and who live in the subway. Uh, I would be pretty fucked up having to live down there mentally a little bit. You know, that's not a, exactly a great place. You'd have to kind of overcome a lot of things. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so old Craig out there with his misshapen head, he's not such a bad guy, I guess. Even though he got his throat ripped out, I, I'm just saying he's, you know, one medical emergency away. He was an abortion. So think about it that way, people
1: cletus of fetus <laughs> uh
0: she looks at the camera that's the th- other thing is that this movie both do- both of
1: these movies do the same thing yeah did you notice well
0: she looks at the camera at the very end
1: Yeah. oh yeah they did yeah that's right the endings are the same too the beginnings are the, studio, how strange, the, right? are the same how strange right like how
0: weird is that anyway So love to hear what you guys think about this movie. If you liked it, if you didn't, if you've seen it, if you haven't, um, I'm sure there's quite a few people that know about this movie, especially if you're, you know, from England or from the UK or something like that. I'm sure you probably know this guy because he's a pretty big director, you know, um, in America, let alone. So, uh, but we do have another movie that we're going to talk about involving subways, which is end of the line. Karen boards a late night train and fights with several other passengers to survive a murderous night after becoming trapped in a tunnel. They uh, of hell.
1: They uh that character named Nagewell. I know, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. She's not exactly a Karen in this movie.
1: They should do a Karen on the subway. <laughs> Karen's on the subway. Karen
0: op- yeah, no no. Karen Ocalypse. Karenopolyx.
1: Obelettes. Anyway,
0: the tagline for this movie is the end is coming. This is by director, writer, and producer, Marius. It's not Maurice. It's Morris. That's how you say it, by the way. I, I noticed that's how they were saying it. He's in Mont- wow. He's from Montreal.
1: Montreal. We've and been there.
0: Morris, yeah. We had some poutine. And some
1: poutine. We
0: went to the goth store and yeah. went to a big event. Oh, and, and that's right. We went to a protest that they were firebombing cars outside.
1: Yeah. That was great, and
0: we were smoking cigarettes while it was happening. It's
1: <laughs> great. It was burn pretty it wild. We were like, "Burn it down, burn it down." The
0: crazy thing is, when we went out to Montreal, they were doing that because they raised the the, the tuition by a, tuition dollar. a dollar. But there was some other political bullshit going on. It was like a theater, like political theater. They're trying to get people activated to do to change laws or something. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but
1: that was a while ago they had
0: banned wearing mask coverings in the city i remember Uh uh-huh and i was wearing a bandana over my mouth remember
1: yeah i remember
0: uh so it was kind of interesting time because like everybody there it was like the theme song to the whole event we were doing an industrial
1: festival
0: festival (laughs) (laughs) what was it called shit
1: kinetic
0: kinetic which i don't remember what year it was but it was
1: 2011 2011? 2012 it was 2012
0: yeah pretty wild stuff man it
1: was 11 years ago
0: anyway morris Devereaux is the director producer and writer on this film He's the guy that did slashers which is another movie about like kind of like a battle royale of like slashers that you go into this like sort of event and if you survive you win a bunch of money it's like done in a Japanese game show kind of way. Mm -hmm. So it's like really over the top and ridiculous. But each of the slashers is like a different type of killer. One's like a chainsaw wielding idiot, like Charlie the chainsaw. And uh, like, it's pretty cool movie. It's actually not too bad if you can ever get a chance to see it. Uh, I found a copy streaming online, but I don't remember what it is. So it's very, very rare. It's like $30 to buy on DVD even. Oof,
1: that's rough.
0: So, but anyway, he also did a movie called Lady of the Lake, and Blood Symbol was his first uh, sort of foray into it. He was inspired by Sam Raimi to make films or whatever. Some of the cast in this, we have Ilona Elkin, who plays Karen, main star of the movie. She got her start on the Hunger TV series, the David Bowie movie. Oh,
1: that's right. The TV series, though, Um, yeah.
0: And uh, she was also in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which is that Gong Show movie where they have that conspiracy theory about that the
1: oh yeah he
0: was in the CIA CIA yeah yeah,
1: he was like an operative great
0: movie by the way
1: yeah fucking great that was based on a true story too that shit was crazy
0: Uh, end of the line was literally the end of the line for her acting as well as the director by the way so that was the last feature film that they did or did anything of Nicholas Wright who plays Mike who he was in White House Down, Independence Day Resurgence and The Wild Hunt. We got Neil Napier, who was Neil in the movie. He also played Chainsaw Charlie in the Slashers. I mentioned one of the best parts of that movie, by the way, Uh, he did a bit part in 300 White House Down. He did voices in the uh, video game called Outlast, which is a horror game where he played one of the taller twins and a pyromaniac. And he was also in Riddick. Uh, Also, we have Emily Shelton, who plays Julie. She's been in The Handmaid's Tale, American Gods. She did some voice work in the Ghost Recon Breakpoint and For Honor, she's the Asian girl who uh, gets accosted by that one psycho dude. We also have Tim Rosen, who is one of the couple, the the couple that's fucking each other in the movie. He was in Lost Girl, the TV series, Winona Earp, the TV series. He also played a character in Shit's Creek for a while, Called Mutt Shit. I don't know if that oh, rings a bell. It must bell.
1: have been a townsperson. I
0: wonder if it's like a um, like a flashback scene or something like that when they were younger. Do they do that in the in the show? Uh, no, I, I've never really. watched it. I know you have.
1: Yeah. No. Not really. Okay. I, I think it was probably just a townsperson. Oh, no, well, his because, name is shit. Yeah. Exactly. Because everyone in that town who actually live in the town, Shits Creek, mm-hmm. like, have like really fucked up hillbilly names.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Being Human is another TV show that he was on, too. That was the, the werewolf vampire show that was also a, I think it was a British show. As oh, well. okay. Anyway, we got Nina Phil, Phyllis, who plays Sarah, the other girl who was the couple who cries a lot in the movie. She was in Being Human as well, an episode of it anyway. She was also in Fatal Vows TV and The Cutting Edge 3, Chasing the Dream. Straight to video. Cutting Edge 3. Yeah, do you remember that?
1: Yep, that's uh ice skating uh, Right, it was fucking. the
0: hockey player yeah, the who meets up one, with the Olympic... the first
1: Olympic. one was good. That right. was a funny fucking the movie. The second one
0: was okay. I don't remember. I, remember. I remember going to see the first one in the theater when I was a kid. Yeah. Anyway... Robin Wilcock is in this movie He plays Patrick the Psycho. He was in The Day After Tomorrow, 300, a bit part, The Incredible Hulk. He was a sniper or something. He was also in Arrow TV show and an episode of Supernatural. And then last but not least, we have Joan McBride, who played Betty, the lady cult leader. And uh, she was in Fear.com, voice work in I Am Alive, and Woman in a Car movie that she was in uh, in 2022. Oh, so she'd taken a break for ten years, and now she's coming back. Uh oh. So the budget, the real budget, by the way, that I had to listen to him tell everybody in the extras on the disc uh, from TerrorVision, by the way, this is the Blu-ray that I got, is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the movie in a U.S. U.S. money, about wow. four hundred thousand um, Canadian.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So, Christina, what did you think of this fine film?
1: Well, this was Night of the Creepy Dudes, like, right. both these movies. Jesus fucking Christ. There's a lot going
0: on in this one, yeah.
1: Okay, so, pretty much, this is a cult movie. And what's scary about this movie <laughs> is it could happen in real life. Well, and it has happened, kind of, in a I think more people can subway. relate to the
0: movie now than they yeah, could have back then. I
1: really think so, too, because that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, God, the human mind is just so like, easy to manipulate and, like...
0: And to give you guys kind of some preface so you know what we're talking about here, this is a movie about the end of the world.
1: Yeah. Well, not like... It is. Oh, yeah, I guess it is.
0: It's about the end of the world. There's a cult. There's other things that are going on in the subway. And there's a bunch of people that take place in the subway.
1: Right. And it was cool how they actually told the story... Like, in the beginning, and they were matching people up on the subway, and they kind of kept going back and, like, uh, like, uh, like, matching up, like, time of reference type things to what was going on. That was cool. But on the other hand to that, there is... I think there was too many characters, so the focus wasn't just on, like, what, like the girl in the beginning. Because that's what I thought what was going to happen, is they're going to focus on this girl. Like, you know, they did in the last movie, but they didn't do that. They right. kind of went all over the place with these different groups of people and it and it and then it got like twisty turny. Which, you know, that was that was cool and they did a good job with that, but I think it was a little bit too much. And then they also had okay, so then they had this cult and then they had this other brief You don't wanna to go too. Into I'm th- not I'm not Okay. Um they had this other brief thing that bothered me. Because um, a few of, like, the non-cult people were, like, having these hallucinations. But they didn't really explain it. And I think even at the end, it was very confusing for me. Okay. and <laughs> Kind of cool how it was all contained in the subway, too. Uh, I thought, it like, the beginning gave me, like, Dawn of the Dead vibes, kind of. And then, because of the end of the world stuff. And it also, like, I was talking about the hallucinations. The hallucination stuff was giving me vibes of Smile. Okay. Because like then I, I thought it was kind of going to go that way, like people were crazy, but right. it was just it was just really weird. But yeah, it was well-paced. What would you think of the acting? Well. And yeah, the acting was really good. Everybody did a good job of the acting.
0: I thought the acting was less than the last movie, but I followed this one a little bit better because there was more things happening.
1: Yeah. And again, there was just like so many characters. It was hard to just like stay focused on one thing. Right. But it
0: moves faster than the last movie, at least, I think.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, it did move faster. And yeah, it kept going. But yeah, I did like it. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I mean, there was, you know, there was that stuff that bothered me, but it was good. Okay. Uh,
0: There's a lot of stuff in this movie that I would go over. Like, first of all, like, there's a lot of gore in this film. She didn't even mention that whatsoever. I like the gore in this film. The actual, there's some really creepy fucked up parts in this movie where Christina even was like, holy shit, Jesus Christ,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) with a sword. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. There's, um, There's some pretty good practical effects in this movie as well. I really like that. I like the idea of the cult being in this movie. There's like some people that are really insane, very, very apropos for these days nowadays because it just feels so much closer to that than... And even back in, like I said, 2007, or whatever, like, um, the acting is above average, but it is not, it's like, it's acceptable. It's, it's not terrible, but there are some moments in the film that are pretty bad, like so bad. It's good in a way. And some of the writing. Maybe. Oh yeah.
1: Cause some of them were just so dramatic and yeah. like the crying and stuff is like, calm fuck down. There bitch. was
0: like not a balance in some of like how their outbursts kind of happened a little mm-hmm. bit, but it was easy to follow. And you kind of like tune that out after a while yeah it, it definitely is acceptable it's not the best acting so I just want to set the bar straight for people so they know what they're dealing with you know and they're not expecting like you know the best but the concept and idea of the end of the world and all these, like, cult people are getting activated to kill everyone to start the end of the world, the end of the apocalypse is pretty interesting. They have, like, this thing going on in the movie where it's kind of like riding the line of, are these cult people really real or, like, are they actually, is it the real end of the world or are they just been activated by the wrong kind of people? And that is a really interesting balance that I think that he had the forethought to see coming years later. Um, he did mention that nine eleven was like a big part of that,
1: uh-huh. and that
0: everybody got like a little bit more scared uh, mm-hmm. about the world and what it was like if that could happen. Because right. you know, even though he's not in a he's a Canadian, I mean that a war could come very easily to this continent.
1: Exactly. And
0: it wouldn't it would involve them. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like they would just
1: I'll brush it up. Just yeah. build. Just build be like, a-
0: Oh, you're Canada. No worries. We'll just st- we'll
1: just build a wall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Canada would probably build the wall, right? And then they would just fly over it anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it's kind of like a, a pretty interesting little um, unknown film in a way. Like, I remember seeing it, obviously. I've seen it before. Um, but I watch a lot of different films. So you probably have not seen this movie. Um no. There are demons and things in the movie. There are a lot of really dark, demented... Uh, practical effects in this that involve like babies. There's all kinds of like culty fun things, like uh, like Jesus is love while they're stabbing people and shit, <laughs> which I fucking love by the way. Like that's my that's my shit. <laughs> like I love when the whole world's like gone to shit and like
1: everyone's going crazy. Yeah,
0: I think that's so great. Um, it's not like I want you to tone your expectations down a little bit. I still think it's about a seven out of ten especially for the budget that they had for this movie. They did so much more on this budget and thought so many more things out with so many more characters than the last movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the last movie was shot a little bit better, but they did this movie in a short amount of time on a lo- a really small budget, and I honestly think it's his best work that he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen all of it, but I saw Slashers, and I even watched some of the... <laughs> Just watch some of it on YouTube just to see what it was like. And God, the acting is terrible. (laughs) But this is definitely a step up. I think this is his uh, best work. Some of the trivia that we have is pretty depressing. (laughs) What did you give it? What did you give this movie? Six. A six. So 6.5 out of 10, I think, between the two of us is pretty, pretty good. I'd say, you know, I tend to rate things a little bit higher uh, based on like how much money they spent and, you know, like. Honestly, I think it's a really good... I would definitely watch this back in the 90s if it were out. The 2000s? No, I know, but I'm saying in the oh, 90s. if
1: it came out in the 90s? And it came
0: out on video at the oh, video yeah. store. I would watch this again.
1: But it probably would have never happened in the 90s because the because of 9-11.
0: Right, exactly. So there is there is definitely something to be enjoyed here. I was glad I picked it up from Um I wasn't blown away by it, though, so it's not like... You know, but it is really good to see an independent film do so well. And, uh, you know, like I said, the last movie was, what, $10 million to make? And it blows that one out of the water. Mm-hmm. You know? and right. And it's less money, clearly less acting. There's just a lot of ideas in there, and it kind of goes for it. And I appreciate that, you know, because... You can't compare the top best movie ever made. Well, some people say like, you know, they'll say a movie like, you know, like Rosemary's Baby or The Exorcist or, you know, Hereditary. You can't compare that to something like this. Right. You know what I mean? Because.
1: Of the budget. Yeah, the budget, There's everything is like,
0: you have to kind of balance it out. So I personally think that honestly, it could be even higher, you know, on that, based on that scale. Like a sliding scale sort of thing that they talk about. But I think 7 is good. So Right. But 6.5, definitely watchable. Don't let that scare you, though. I think that some of you will really, really like this movie because of the gore and stuff in it. It is pretty fucked up. There's, like, scenes that people walked out of the, the festival
1: <laughs> in
0: this movie over.
1: I could see that, yeah. Back
0: in 2007, That's yeah. It's
1: great. It's so, great.
0: But anyway... Yeah, um, we do have some trivia on it. It's pretty interesting, kind of sad, so buckle the fuck up. Uh-oh. If you do want to watch this movie, it is out, actually, and you can watch it on Roku with ads. Yep. So, Christina free with found that. Free with ads. Yeah. Is it on Freebie as well, or?
1: I didn't see it. On, I only saw the Roku on there
0: also if you can't find it there um you can also buy the movie for 25 bucks on blu-ray comes with a slip just like vinegar syndrome they do pretty good work and the extras are actually pretty cool so we're gonna get into the trivia and all that stuff now so if you don't anything spoiled here is your warning so this was like i said shot in canada in 19 days the director obviously is from montreal so they shot a lot of scenes in montreal they actually shot in an old abandoned tunnel under the streets of Montreal.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, Morris, the director, was inspired, like I said, by 9-11 because of the religious aspect that spread all over the place during that time. And he was never raised as super religious. Like, he did go to Catholic church, but it was, like, very rare. So he didn't really have that much of an upbringing, but he always thought it was very scary, the, the beliefs that they would believe and what would happen if, say they really thought the end of the world was coming because these people would be doing it as an act of love rather than fear. Right. Which is...
1: Yeah. Kind of like these
0: days. It's like
1: (laughs) Jim Jones. Right. That that whole shit, like, it's almost the same thing. And and he also, Jim Jones also convinced those guys to just start shooting everybody who wouldn't drink the drinks.
0: No, he uh, hired a militia in... I think it was the country oh, yeah, he was in. in. Oh, yeah, that is the country, but still, it's It was up. definitely a militia. Yeah. Yeah. This was a movie that didn't hit the theaters, but it did get played at the festival circuit a lot. And as I mentioned, some people did walk out on a couple of scenes, including the baby scene.
1: Well, you know, that was pretty awesome. He said that,
0: uh, that he kind of figured that people would walk out on that scene because... Um,
1: it's a dead baby. <laughs> well, the
0: person that was editing and doing all the post-process stuff was like i'm not working on that and he paid them like six hundred dollars an hour oh
1: my god
0: yeah to do the film and he was like um yeah you are who's gonna do this so he's like i kind of had an idea that somebody might walk out during the film and they were like why are you laughing this isn't funny that's what he said when oh he walked my god. out that's what the guy said anyway this was the first film that he worked on with union actors, and you can tell too because, like I said, the acting in slashers is pretty horrendous. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's still fun. It's a still a really fun film because there are some good acting spots in it, and it is so over the top that you can't really take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But I remember liking slashers quite a bit when I was when I first saw it, and I think I watched it through Netflix, by the way, when they did the when you. Had the, the sh- You could ship all the stuff out.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we got the discs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Adrian Moreau did the practical effects in this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have him as a credit for that in this movie because he loved the concept so much that he wanted to help him out make the movie. And so he asked for just materials and stuff like that and mm-hmm. did the work for pretty much free.
1: There you go. So
0: he marked him down as a production uh, a producer.
1: Oh, that's nice. On the film. That's nice. Well, that's what
0: you do when when they put their own a money favored. or do a favor, and that was the only way he could get him in.
1: Yeah.
0: On the film to be marked even in the film.
1: It's so weird how producers get a higher ranking.
0: Well, it's the ra- the ranking in in general. Like if you if you don't even get paid, if you have to get paid a dollar, I think to even have your name in the credits. <sighs> so weird. It's weird, yeah. But that guy, Adrian Moreau, by the way. Went on to do a couple of big movies. One with Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser? Yeah. The Whale. Oh, he
1: did? He just won an
0: award for the effects on that. Oh,
1: nice. So the same guy that worked
0: on The Whale...
1: Worked on this. Worked
0: on this for free, pretty much. That's cool. He did all the demon effects and everything like that, which, uh, by the way, he based off of Snow White, where the demons were in the movie or whatever, he thought Mm. they were really creepy, and they had glowing eyes. So a lot of people think... That that's CGI in the movie.
1: And it's not? It's not. Huh. I thought it was CGI. I thought it was
0: CGI too when I saw the trailer. Right. When I saw the movie, I was like, no, that's definitely dick. Oh,
1: that's cool.
0: Because they, they're nude.
1: Wow. He crazy. did
0: all the practical effects on that, and they move kind of herky-jerky, but he no. was explaining that a lot of people thought it was CGI because of the eyes. Right. And, and that they were climbing on walls and shit like that, but right. that was just... Crafty camera camera work. Camera work work and wire work.
1: It's like magic.
0: Yeah. Crazy that a lot of people think that too. Because I did too. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting that there's a lot of people that think it is CGI. (gasps) But there is no CGI. Well, there is visual effects in the movie. And the only scene it is, is when the, the hero guy runs outside. Remember, he makes it out. Right. And he goes to the door and the guy's like, brother, it's happening. And he's got an axe in his
1: hand. Right
0: and he's killed like obviously it's one of the cult members that killed yeah. people yeah and you see fires going on in the background
1: oh the fires were CGI. the fire were fake that yeah. makes sense okay oh i wonder if that kind of killed the movie like critics and stuff no i think it just didn't get as I, it's
0: weird because it did so well at all the festivals
1: right
0: but it didn't get he didn't get any any help after that
1: Weird. Do we He didn't why? get any
0: work. No, and I'm going to get into it more here in a little okay. bit. But Adrian Moreau also worked on Megan, by the way.
1: Oh, okay. Did all the
0: practical effects and stuff on that as well. Uh-huh. So the head. Right. You know. Cool. Uh, he was asked uh, any fond memories on the movie, and this is where it starts to get a little dark. And this is... It kind of upset me a little bit, watching these extras. I've never felt that way while watching <laughs> extras in a movie. Like, but I kind of, in some weird way... Totally understand and totally relate to Morris,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh huh, because he's so passionate,
1: uh huh,
0: and it's it, it's it's welling me up just thinking about it. But he said, "Is there any fond memories that you had about this movie?" And he said, "No, not really."
1: Oh no. He was
0: like, "I was doing director, producer, writer." and i had to do you know whenever there was somebody that was outside that you know production deals with you know like hey um that $600 parking space that you paid for that truck to park outside well they want to charge you a thousand dollars more now because it's a movie and they realize
1: they can get more money so out he's there.
0: in the middle of directing and that's he has to happening deal
1: with all the bullshit
0: right he had a production assistant he had a director's assistant uh-huh and it's a good thing too because he said you know he was he said he was constantly rushed. He was constantly miserable. You know, he only had 19 days to shoot, which it might be why this was his last film, by the way. oh, he's And then they asked him, well, what do you think your favorite part of filmmaking is in general then? And he said, probably editing. He say, like, because writing's fun, but then you write all these wonderful stories that nobody wants to read, and they just oh. end up in a drawer somewhere. So you're catching on to this, like, dark... Yeah. Like where i'm relating to this in some ways right because like to be very open i guess you know like i did a band it was going places things didn't work out i'm not gonna say why and uh it really kind of fucked me up pretty bad
1: yeah for a while
0: I mean, I've been getting over depression for years Mm -hmm. on that alone. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to do streaming. I'm going to do this horror thing. And, you know, as try as I might, it's not as big as I would hope, but I still love it. You know what I mean? So I kind of gave up music in a way to do other things. Well, while this guy was shooting this movie, his last movie, by the way, his father died. He had already paid the union for the actors,
1: Uh huh.
0: so he couldn't just put the... The shoot on hold.
1: Right.
0: Because they're already paid and there was no more money. Right. So he had his assistant director work one day and he went and. Oh, to
1: the funeral. To his
0: father's funeral.
1: Oh man, that sucks.
0: Didn't even get to say goodbye to him. Nothing. Didn't tell the cast. Didn't tell anybody. But a couple of people caught on. Right. And knew. Right. And uh, one of the making of guys went up to him and said, hey, what'd you do yesterday?
1: Oh, because he was gone.
0: Yeah. And he was like. He was like everything inside of me just wanted to go. Oh, I went to my father's funeral.
1: Right, but he couldn't say that because yeah, he
0: didn't want to bring down the whole crew.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: He didn't want to bring this sadness over the whole crew. Yeah. So and it was like every all of his money.
1: And now, like all of that emotion is attached to this film for him. I'm sure. Right. Yeah.
0: He said editing is probably the best part for him because there was no rush, mm-hmm. and you could tell by the type of person he is. He's a very honest. Um, I don't think he's a he's a nice person. He's not like uh like everybody said that while he was on set, you could tell that he was extremely like there was some inner turmoil mm-hmm. and that he was dealing with a lot, but he never took it out on anybody. Right. And they're like there's other directors who have done a lot less and acted a lot worse. Right. So they were really thankful that he was so nice. Uh-huh. But I think that kind of played into him a little bit, you know, just from what I'm reading into. Oh, and man. And he ended up never doing a movie again. They asked him about it, and he said, well, I just, after that, I just gave up. It and
1: ruined it for him.
0: He said, I went, he, I wrote five scripts after that that no one ever looked at.
1: Oh, oh,
0: And then he decided that he was going to change it and morph it into something else that he thought. And so he was like, well, maybe I'll make a comic book off of one of these ideas that I wrote. Because mm-hmm. he had written a script about um, another thing. And um, there was a comic, he made a comic graphic novel off one of the five scripts that, did, that nobody read called Clan of the Devil, the Sonny Bean Saga, which is actually a true sort of story that takes place in Scotland Mm -hmm. On some cannibals, like it's kind of what the um, Hills Have Eyes movies are made off of. Oh, okay. There's these people that live out in the middle of nowhere that just turn cannibal. And there's even a story of it in New York, uh, like that they used to have a name for them. I can't remember what they would call, but they lived in the forest and they're like inbreeding and stuff like that. Uh, but this he made a comic book called and you guys should look this up it's called clan of the devil the Sonny bean saga which he wrote 12 graphic novels about that takes place in 1617 about this clan of of scottish men who eat people and worship the devil and and uh you can only buy the first two um graphic novels on ebay But he has nobody that will distribute it for him. He sank every last dollar he has Mm -hmm. into this last idea. And you can just tell, like...
1: The defeat.
0: The defeat in his voice. Now, I watched the interview of him talking about everything after, like, recently, like, within the past couple of months. Mm -hmm. Then I watched the making of, which was shot side by side while he was making the movie. Right. Right. And it's like, (laughs) he said something in the, in the first one, he was like, I'm just so passionate. He's like, I don't know what I would be doing. Like, this is literally everything to me. He was like, if I don't have some passion project to work on, I would be completely and utterly lost.
1: So I'll probably make another
0: movie again. And he never did. He never did. And then he did this comic thing and and it's just like, oh man, dude, like I feel for the guy because Christina, I'm not saying I'm, he's probably done a lot more than I have. But I feel for the guy because, like...
1: Yeah, things didn't turn out the way you expected. Right,
0: and he worked really hard at it. Right, you know he did because I know people who have that much passion in him. Mm -hmm. But something stood in the way and he let it kind of eat at him.
1: Yeah, eat at you.
0: But, you know, it's been years. It's been decades and stuff. And that shit's fucking toxic. So if I ever come up with any kind of fucking money, I'm going to fucking hit that motherfucker up at least for editing do you know what i mean like right because like he needs to do something <laughs> and it's like i don't want to leave a brother behind you know what i mean it was really sad man like i seriously was just like wow mm-hmm. this is some heavy shit dude so but yeah he says you know he says he'll never see another film from him again indefinitely
1: Aww, sad. he's like
0: never he's not indefinitely he said you will never see another film from him again which really kind of hurts
1: yeah
0: kind of just sucks like it just that's why I was telling Christina I was like I looked at her and I was like wow this is really depressing
1: <laughs> I know and then I was like don't tell me I know she's
0: like don't tell me and I was like I, I just it was not very inspiring and I'm kind of mm-hmm. sad right now like I don't know how I feel oh but I feel for your Morris so um, it was good it
1: was a good it video. is it's yeah.
0: way yeah, better and he should have gotten more credit I think yeah than he got but it's just how the things work out you know mm-hmm. imagine trying to get you know popular these days too mm-hmm. you've got all these like places to put your stuff out but all the algorithms are working against you
1: exactly and there's so
0: many other people who could be making a movie for like he said a thousand bucks right with their cell phone so
1: many but if you can't get people to watch it right like what the fuck is the point
0: exactly so uh anyway 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 There is a uh, part in the movie in the very beginning where she's sitting on the train and she opens up a letter and it has like her name on it and it says something else. It says it's like during there's like a dream at the beginning of the movie where Karen finds an envelope and from Vivian and the phrase claviceps purpurea ergo. Claviceps purpurea is a type of ergo fungus that can grow in rye and has been known to cause hallucinations. Hey. Yeah, it's an alternate read of the movie is that the demons aren't even real and instead are just hallucinations due to the tainted church muffins. And the only people who were actually confirmed to see demons are church members like Betty, Frankie, any of the cult members, or people who were shown to have eaten the muffins, a.k.a. Karen, because she does in the very beginning of the movie.
1: At the hospital. Right. Because that co-worker also had hallucinations now that makes fucking sense.
0: Right. And if you look at the very end of the movie too, where she's like staring at the camera, because we're talking about the staring at the camera. Right. The demons are all closing in on her and she's panicking.
1: Right, and then the demons disappear.
0: Yeah, she hears them say Karen. <laughs> and then like and then she just kind of smiles. Uh one of the one of the guys on the on the set, the uh the hero guy, the, the actor, I can't think of his name. He said that that's the he she sees Mike in her in her eyes, the one that got stabbed in the back that she was like falling in love with in the whole oh, movie.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So, but I like to think of it as it's actually real. But I think it's cool that he played with that kind of aspect, even though it's not fully developed on screen it is kind of painted that way in a way you know like right. if they had more money and he had more time to flesh things out a little bit more he could kind of press on those little moments a little bit heavier
1: but that I think that makes sense
0: but i think there's a lot of depth to what he wrote and it's actually kind of interesting that you know someone that has that much passion and thought into things like this. Not that that's that deep or anything, but at least he cared enough to put that kind of background into his story. Right. You know, where some movies, they just play it like, like the right. first movie that we talked about. No offense. He can do a better job at that. And he did triangle after that, which is a way which more is, elaborate, yeah, better, yeah. way more like this kind of movie kind of style elaborate. And that's like a seven and a half or five or eight. Even mm-hmm. Um, the triangle movie. I think I like it better than this movie, you know, but it's still got some of that some of that storytelling in it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And I fucking loved when the cult members were stabbing each other, when they right. were stabbing the people oh. on the train.
1: Yeah, I did too.
0: That was one of my favorite scenes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, they like get a beep and they look at it and they're smiling and they pull out these crosses and they walk over and the lady's like, oh no, thank you. I'm, uh, no donations today. <laughs> and she, and he's like, smiles, smiles, pulls the knife out of the, out of cross, the
1: cross which yeah. is like a
0: knife cross is just awesome first and the of lady's
1: all ladies like her eyes get big like what the fuck
0: that's how i remember this movie is that it had a knife cross in it
1: yeah i thought she's gonna snort some coke or something yeah. she days, like, it was one of
0: those and he's like god is love god is loved you know like and it's like mm-hmm. god is everything god is love mm-hmm. and they're just stabbing him like in the hand and the in the chest and, the, and it's really fucking cool man like i was really digging on that so
1: she was also singing while, wasn't she singing while she was stabbing
0: they do have a song in the movie that they play over the credits as well it's the same song that they play like god is every god is love god is i don't know whatever it is Mm -hmm. same thing they were saying when they were stabbing people i think it was the same words Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah and that that whole scene with the baby and how so there's two subway workers right two guys And one of them is actually a cult member, and the other one isn't. So there's a little uh, tuffle right there. But the the actual subway worker, like, he wasn't really, like, into all the cult stuff because... He thought it was weird. Yeah, it was his wife. His, like, wife was really into it.
0: Which he loved her very much. Yeah,
1: and she was pregnant. So eventually um, the cult, like, catches up to them, and then uh, they kill the other worker right right and then they're trying to get they
0: chop his fucking head off with a goddamn sword
1: oh, oh yeah well that's they don't right. even
0: chop it off which i thought they were gonna do it just hits the bone and then they just drop him on the floor yeah the, and you were like oh my god
1: the head just kind of dangles there his head. <laughs> but it was really cool when they brought out the sword and they didn't they try to get the the other uh subway worker to kill him and he wouldn't
0: yeah, I think so. Right.
1: Yeah. So then they just decapitated him, and then they were trying to get the subway worker to uh, kill his wife because because uh, she hasn't really been into the faith and blah blah blah. Right. But no. No. No.
0: She's he, the the Betty lady comes in and she goes. We heard that you weren't very, you were losing faith or whatever. And he was. She was like, so we're gonna ask you to kill your wife. And no,
1: I thought it. They asked her to kill the guy.
0: No, they didn't ask her to do oh. anything.
1: Or him to kill the, his co-worker, but I guess not.
0: Anyway, do you want me to explain what yeah. I was going to say? Yeah, go ahead. But yeah, no, he was like, they were like, oh, we heard that you were kind of losing faith, so we need you to prove it by stabbing your pregnant wife. Right. And he's like, please don't make me, don't hurt us. Please don't hurt us like that.
1: So instead, the wife stabs him.
0: In the back.
1: Yeah and then
0: everybody stabs her
1: yeah everybody stabs her and then like they c-sectioned her somehow
0: yeah they pull out the baby and lay it on top of them they,
1: yeah they showed them laying the baby and on you see top its
0: little them. arms moving and shit like it's dying it was
1: one of those jiggly babies
0: I think they probably did some post-processing work on the arms or something visual effects or something oh
1: I thought it was just a jiggly baby
0: no it was like its arm was moving I oh. I, I looked I watched it three times <laughs> because Jesus I, well because I wanted to see if they actually did animatronics or something in there because it looked like they put the thought in there to make it move and Mm -hmm. maybe it was just a happenstance Mm -hmm. but you know it's not like there was any pressure to pull the arm down Mm -hmm. because its arm goes up oh okay but yeah that's the scene that everybody walked that one guy walked out on the
1: but they put the chest in her she's still alive and then she said we're all saved and then they they kill her yeah that's some that's like
0: the other dark part in the movie.
1: Yeah, it was like the family. the
0: the the part on the train where they're stabbing everybody was really good, and then that part, those two deaths in there. Or well, technically, there's four deaths in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was really cool. I, I really liked that. I don't know why it was just they even like kill a kid in this movie, which is pretty wild.
1: Oh yeah, a, cu- a couple times, and they they because there was like uh, like twelve year old cult members who were running around with their knives trying to save people. Yeah, the one
0: kid, the like, runs it. away while the other kid's like, I have to kill you to save you.
1: <laughs> and he just, like, bops him in the head. He the hits him with a fucking
0: crowbar in the face and they're like, you just killed a kid. What the fuck? And he's like, I had to. He had he was a knife. trying to kill
1: me. He's in a fucking cult. You could tell this, this movie wasn't based in America either because, like, no one had a gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're always sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I really liked the... Well, I didn't like but uh there was the rapey scene with uh, a <laughs> with Jesus <laughs> with Karen and the- Oh yeah we
0: forgot to mention that the two rape scenes are almost like identical
1: Yeah almost
0: He, this guy's all over the fucking place. The psycho guy that is, see, this is the cool thing about this movie is that they have like three elements going on. They got the cult, they got the demons, they got the people trying to get out of the subway and they got the psycho guy who's going around behind the cult's back, who's part of the cult. Yeah. Trying to rape all these women. Yeah.
1: Using the cult so he can kill people and do all the fucked up shittery.
0: Right. Like he joined the cult specifically like, like you would when you have uh psychos who join the military.
1: Right, exactly. You know or priests the priests who, you know Right who join the diddle. But anyway, so what was cool about that is he, he ended up stabbing the older uh he stabbed the older cult lady, the like the main one. He killed her and then he went to go rape Karen. But then Karen um she bites his lower lip and oh, then stabs rips it off yeah rips his lower lip off and then stabs him in the throat right in the
0: fucking larynx
1: yeah that was cool that,
0: that was, was cool. cool yeah and then and then all the demons start coming out of the they come out of Betty did you notice that oh
1: yeah she it Yeah, karen saw they made it seem like from karen's perspective right yeah
0: i think they came out too quick like that's the thing that kind of bothered me in that scene is uh-huh. like cuz like one of the coolest scenes i one of my favorite scenes of a fucking horror movie is in demons where the first demon where the demon comes up out of one of the fucking people. Mm-hmm. And it's this horn demon, like it's kind of scary looking. They tried to do something similar with this. And it's like so fast, like because they probably didn't have the money to make it look as good. Uh-huh. But I feel like they should have showed it crawling out of the body, out of Betty. Yeah,
1: that would have been cool.
0: Right. So it, in a way, like. The crazy thing is, is that if this isn't really happening and there really is demons in this, or if this really is happening and there are demons in this, right. uh, the cult is actually the people that are right in a right. way. And uh, they they
1: were kind of making it seem like that towards the end.
0: Yeah, they really kind of pushed on that heavier because even the psycho guy was like, you know, I never really understood why I never saw the things that they were seeing. Right. He's like, and I, it kind of angered me. Right. It made me jealous of why they were seeing it and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, it I thought the psycho guy was pretty good element. There was a lot of moving parts in it. It sh- it shows that he knows how to make a moving uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Like, um, many, many parts that are going on at once.
1: Exactly. But that's
0: a very, like, the fact, what really amazes me is that he's obviously very talented and that nobody saw that talent that is so... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like he could have done more. He could have done a Terrifier, say this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's within that same vein of, you know, Mm -hmm. even maybe even more thoughtful than something like Terrifier. You know what I mean? Like, It's crazy. Because it's kind of within that budget range, you know what I mean, when it comes to Terrifier. Well, Terrifier 2, I think, was made on, like, a couple million. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But $250,000, he made this movie look like... An apocalypse was happening. There's something to be said about that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I still would just give this a seven, you know, because of everything. Yeah. But I would still really like to see him make another movie again. Me too. With more budget. Like, I wish someone would give him, like, $2 million and make a movie. He should
1: make that graphic novel in a movie. Right. Well, and that's the other thing.
0: I've been thinking about, like, saving up and getting some of his graphic novels and, and, like...
1: Right. Checking them out.
0: What if that, like, Vinegar Syndrome Company picks it up? It's just sitting there waiting to fucking be put out remember
1: yeah
0: remember when they they were doing the publishing thing now
1: oh yeah and they bought right. up
0: faulty comics
1: that's right yeah they could yeah
0: they could very but but they're all done they're mm-hmm. all of them are fucking done so all they would need to do is just pick it up mm-hmm. and put it out mm-hmm. reprint know. it well they're already printed i think I think you can only get the first two, though. I don't know. He said they're all done.
1: Yeah, but they, they have to put their logo on it. So.
0: He paid artists. He paid everybody to do it. So, mm-hmm. But anyways, um, I would definitely urge you guys to check that shit out. Um, I'll put some links and things down below to show you where everything is and uh, check it out. Um, if you want to pick up a copy on TerraVision or something like that. They didn't pay me or give me anything. I'm just showing you where it is in case you want to check it out for yourself. I know that... Um, it's Funny because uh, Slade was the one that was kept pushing this on me.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: he showed me the trailer like two or three times. He was like, Hey, this is out, You've
1: gotta watch this. And I
0: was like, God, it seems so familiar, you know? Like, it felt like mm-hmm. it, I'd seen it, but it had been a long time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know how I saw it, but you know, during the 2000s, I was like pounding movies, like,
1: oh, yeah, in the early 2000s, I was
0: like watching everything that came my way. Mm-hmm, I didn't that's care, what you did yeah, and I, I am now too, but. It's like, I was watching five movies a day.
1: Right. Yeah, but when you you were doing the band and the music and stuff, you you know, all the movies and stuff kind of went to the side for a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I stopped watching as many movies. I played a lot of games (laughs) because I would write music from morning until night Mm -hmm. and then I would play video games to get my mind off of it Mm -hmm. because you get fatigue and everything, so. But, yeah. But yeah, let us know what you guys think of these movies. I really want to hear if you've heard of them, if you're going to check them out. I would be curious to see if you saw the same things or what you thought about the history and the trivia of this is, you know, definitely hope it didn't sound too serious there, but you know, hey man, So these are real people, real lives, making real things with everything that they got, you know, and that's why to me, it's important to look at these movies from a different perspective than a lot of people who just shit on everything do. Mm -hmm. Like, because these are people's fucking lives, man. No one sits there and just throws away all their fucking savings for nothing. Whether it's good or bad or not, I'm not saying lie about it. I'm saying, you know, just you can still not like something and say something positive about it you can still, you know, and I think that's it's important, you know. And and there's definitely a difference between a movie that's made on 250,000 and 45 million dollars.
1: Right.
0: You know what I mean? Like or 320 million dollars. Like all like a lot of people worry that there's this whole breed of kids now that only watch Marvel movies and so they don't even give indie films the time of day because yeah. they expect that all these movies should be 180 to, you know, $320 million. And it's like, Jesus Christ, when I get older, there's going to be billion-dollar movies or something. Yep,
1: inflation. (laughs)
0: That's going to blow my mind. Anyway guys let us know what you think next week we don't know yet what we're going to watch but we are going to be celebrating pride month this month at least one week out of the month maybe two i don't know we'll see uh we do have a lot of gifts that have been given to us that we need to go watch as well but i would like to kind of like celebrate it a little bit just to to you know uh, for our friends who, you know, take pride every every year, you know, for their whole lives, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, like every day. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would. if you have any suggestions or movies that you think that we should watch, that we should talk about and, and cover, um, I would highly recommend you tell us. Um, I mean, I know one that I could definitely watch that I think is highly uh, uh, Tatan. T- 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 mm-hmm. m- remember that movie?
1: Oh, yeah. I would. I was
0: thinking about watching that again and then us breaking it down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, did we do that as a
1: episode? We or? Did. did. I we? remember. I thought I only did an episode. I thought I only did a... We did do it. I remember you breaking it down, too. Huh.
0: <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> I know. So we can't do that one. <laughs> it, was a,
1: it was a good episode.
0: Right, because I, I was like, this definitely has something to do with transgender.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, well, anyway, let us know what you guys think, what you think we should watch. We can, you know, anywhere on the streaming services would make it helpful. If we can track it down and watch it physical, we'll try, but we're not rich here. So <laughs> let's try to make it somewhere where we can like at least access it. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming by. And as always,
1: long live the boy.